And welcome, everybody. We thank you for tuning in to our show, Shelter in Peace, this morning. We are broadcasting live from AM 1160, the Quest Studio here in Roswell, Georgia. I'm Mari Cleveland, and I'll be on this this hour again with my co-host, Josh Harris, and with our producer, Annie Porter. So we've got a little bit of a different show for you today, because in addition to our normal Shelter in Peace conversation, which today we'll be talking about um, faith in the waiting and how we wait well, it is also the first day of a kickoff of our spring pledge drive. So we, we are going to have a couple things going on. So Annie, we'd love for you to go ahead and catch our listeners up about what happened during our last hour of the pledge drive. Yeah, so we had our first hour at 9 a.m. and we had wonderful donations come in and our goal for the hour was 12 donors. And we had Colin E, call from coming, Taylor and Marina E from Sugar Hill, Jordan E. from Atlanta, Christine K. from Alpharetta, Christine C. from Dunwoody, Jack T. from Alpharetta, Patricia P. from Roswell, and she gave a leadership gift, Margaret B. from Marietta, Robert E. from Cumming, Jerry T. from Atlanta gave a leadership gift as well, Joanne A. from Kennesaw, and Rosalina B. from Dunwoody, and we are so, so thankful for all of those donations, and that was 12 donors, Mari. Woo-hoo. So if you'll reach over there and grab that bell so we can ring the bell for meeting our goal for the 9 a.m. hour. Wonderful. Woo-hoo. That's exciting. I think that's the first time I've gotten to actually ring the bell. Ah, well, <laughs> that is exciting. So I think we ring the bell, don't we, Annie, whenever we've reached whatever our goal is for the hour, That's correct? right. Okay, yep. so Josh, um, the, the 9 o'clock hour, their goal was to have 12 donations. What do you think? Should we go for the same goal? One, oh, two. There you there are. We go. Yeah. Yep. 12, why not? Jesus had 12 disciples. Let's or should go. we go for 13? The 12 for... disciples plus oh, Jesus. What you, do you, you know what? We're going to up it. a little challenge. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we know, Josh, you just told all of your wonderful Facebook people all about this too, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you might get tens of people tuning. No, I have, <laughs> I have lots of people. I've got a few fans on my fan page, a couple thousand. We'll see. That is awesome. In. Yeah. So uh, if, you, if you're if you a fan of Funny Josh on Facebook, you may have just gotten a Facebook Live and he yeah. just told you all that he is here and he is in the house. I'm yeah. in the house. Yes. He's in the house. That's awesome. Yeah. And if you want to make that donation, you need to call 470-508-1160 or go to thequestatlanta.com. That's 470-508-1160. Perfect. Thank you so much, Annie. So we usually start our hour with prayer. So why don't we go ahead and start with that prayer? Okay. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just praise you today. We praise you because you are Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. And we are asking for provision for this radio station. Lord, you already have provided so much um, for the station and all of the volunteers who volunteer their time and their, they just dedicate their talents and their hearts and their prayers to the station, all of the um, the financial contributions that we have coming in from our listeners and those are, who have helped found the station, all the ways that you give just so generously to the station so that we in turn, Lord, can bless your people. And that is our, our desire, Lord, is that this station can be just your voice, that your Holy Spirit is the one in charge. We follow your lead, Lord. And so we just ask that we are able to continue to follow your lead. And especially as we talk about faith in the waiting and how to wait well today, Lord, we just ask that you would encourage us and encourage our listeners in this time. In your precious and holy name, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so listeners, if you've been listening to Shelter and Peace for a while, you know that 
Josh and I typically um, think about what's happening in our own Catholic walk right now, what's happening in our, in our church and what's going on. And that's where we came up with this idea of faith in the waiting and waiting well and trusting while we're waiting. Because essentially as a church, that's where we are right now, right? We just celebrated ascension, the, the ascension of Jesus. So we got to look at the story again. Remember, okay, so Jesus, obviously he died on the cross. He was resurrected from the dead and then he came back. And for 40 days, he was with his disciples and they got to just be loved on by Jesus. He poured into them. He talked to them. He gave them his great commission they're with them for 40 days once they recognized him. And that's a whole nother part of the story. And then we just celebrated on Sunday. Well, last Thursday and on Sunday as well, we've, we celebrated the Feast of the Ascension, which is when Jesus ascended back into heaven. Um, and when he ascended, he was getting ready to go and ascend back into heaven. Um, he told them that they needed they needed to wait. And it's interesting how, you know, during that time, they said, so when he was getting ready to ascend, you know, he's talking to them and he's telling them there's going to be, there's a promise though that's going to happen. So I'm reading from the, the beginning of Acts where he said, um, uh, after his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. But they had no idea. Well, I'm just going to stop. Sorry, I'm inserting <laughs> my thoughts here. You know, not many days from now. They had no idea how many, not many days from now. Um, so then they asked him, so Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? So they're still waiting, right? They're, they still have that belief that the Messiah was going to come and he was going to restore Israel and that it was going to be a kingdom here on earth. And of course, Christ is talking about mm. his kingdom, his heavenly kingdom. Um, and he says, you know, it's not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And then he left. And they had to sit there and they were waiting and they were waiting and they were waiting. And that's the period of time we are in right now as a church, right? Mm -hmm. We just celebrated the Feast of the Ascension. Next Sunday is Pentecost. And that is when um, the Holy Spirit did come to them. They didn't know it was only going to be 10 days. That's what we celebrate in our in our faith is that it is 10 days then between that. Um, but that's what we'll be talking about today is what do you do when you're still waiting? And they were waiting and they weren't even sure exactly what they were waiting for, but they just know that they just knew that there had been a promise given to them. Yeah. Yeah. So Josh, have you been in that situation before where you've been in waiting? You've been waiting. Oh, absolutely. And you know, you, you bring up a great scripture too. I, I think that, you know, uh, I've heard a uh, someone say that, you know, if you don't wait well, you're going to have a miserable life. Because mm -hmm. what are we doing most of the time but waiting on the next thing, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I believe, you know, God always answers prayers. He has three answers. It's yes, wait, or I have something better. Oh, I love that. <laughs> but the, the, the thing is, I have to realize that, you know, for my intuition, I naturally think when I uh, hear that, oh, I got something better. It's like, sweet, bring on the Bentley, baby. Let's do <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this, you know, but I, I just, you know, it's a reminder, God's better does not deal with my earth, earthly satisfactions. I mean, yeah. God's best was letting his son hang on a cross, you know, mm. for my sins and then letting him come back. But I mean, in order to experience that resurrection, there was the suffering, right? And yeah. so yeah. 
And, and, and another person even shared this with me too. It's like when he was on the cross, that good thief turned to him and said, you know, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, well, today you'll be with me in paradise. But afterwards, the scripture doesn't go into this, but he still had to wait on that cross yeah. hanging, yeah. you yeah. know? And so there is, I think, this interim between our you know, the fulfillment of, of God's will. And, and sometimes it, it may be a, a suffering or this, this space of limbo. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even Jesus waited 30 years yeah. to pop on the scene and change the world. I mean, <laughs> I, I have my, you know, with my Hebrew background, I think that there's nothing a Jewish mom loves more than her son as a roommate. So I think that's like my, <laughs> one of my theories, but <laughs> So Mary was just keeping him home all that time. I mean, who huh? wouldn't want to keep Jesus hostage? He's, you know, I mean, it's just perpetual adoration in your house. The that whole is time. awesome. So, um, you know, I, I think though, I like to think. I mean, there's just it's everywhere in the scripture. I mean, even Jesus when he with Lazarus, right? I mean, they send word to him, "Hey, come, <laughs> Lazarus is sick," and he just hangs ten for three days, mm. right? I mean, like three days. And I love when he arrives. What is what is what is what do they say to him, Lord? If you had been here, my brother would not have died. I mean, how many times do I? I think, and I'm assuming collectively, we just say, God, if you had been here, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, yeah. But we we don't we don't know the end of the story yet. And mm-hmm. there's so many times where once I get about a mile farther down the path, I can reflect and say, man, thank the best prayer in that situation was the unanswered one. Right. You know, thank you, Lord, right. that didn't happen. And, and you know, I love that prayer at the end when, when Jesus raises Lazarus. He said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. And because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe you sent me. And when he said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to him, untie him and let him go. Mm. Mm. And, you know, I think that in this situation, in so many situations, like God's glory shines brightest when he comes through in the bottom of the ninth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it It just shows like the... the the miraculous intercession of his providence and his goodness, you know? So I think that sometimes the waiting can birth a huge blessing and illuminate that there was no other source but God yeah. that manifested this deliverance. Definitely. And and his timing is perfect, right? We don't yeah. understand that in our humanity. We don't understand that. But um, yeah, I love those. And I love that you're going back in scripture, Josh, and just reminding us that we've got all these amazing stories that we can look back at, all this history that we have in scripture where all these people waited and God always provided. He always showed up. And like you said, sometimes it seemed like it was way past. Like for Lazarus, mm-hmm. it wasn't even the 11th hour. I mean, Jesus didn't even swoop in right, you know, right as he's on his deathbed. He yeah. waited for Lazarus to be like dead a while, right? Like Martha's like, yeah. um, it's going to stink when you go in there. What are you doing, Jesus? Why are you totally. going to go? He's been dead for a while. And um, yeah, so it's amazing. So sometimes I think, with our lives too, right? It's like, oh gosh, God, I'm in this mess. It's gotten really stinky. It's really gotten smelly. It's really gotten just non, I mean, it's it's dead. It's dead. This mm. dream of mine is dead or this dream I thought you had given me is dead. How are you going to resurrect this Lord? And and he does. He does when it's, when it's his will. Um, that's why I think I've shared before that my life verse is um, Romans 8, 28. You know, God can make 
bring all things together for good for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. And he makes all things come together for good. And it's, it's so amazing. Um, you know, you talked about unanswered prayers, Josh, I'm thinking about for me specifically, one of the stories that we tell, you know, we say we can look back at scripture and be encouraged by the stories there, but we also have a great opportunity to share stories from our own hearts and our own lives. Right. And that really helps other people because sometimes they're facing what you faced. And when you, when you're able to tell them what happened at the end and they haven't gotten to the end yet, it can be so very helpful. So one of the stories I often tell, especially to young women um, who have a desire to be married and to have children, and they're still waiting. I know what that's like. I was I was in that stage, <laughs> and um, talk about unanswered prayers. When I was in my twenties, I you know dated a few guys, and I had one in particular I really thought I wanted to marry. And um, I do sing that Garth Brooks song. I'm not going to torture you right now by <laughs> singing it, but sometimes I do thank God for unanswered prayers where where it. Um, it, it, it there has been those times where my my desire was I wanted to marry this person and yeah. God God said exactly what you said Josh He said wait I have something even better for you but I didn't understand that at the time so in a second I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the the story that I share with with um, young people who are not married who have that desire but first we want to stop for a second just remind you you are listening to AM 1160 The Quest Atlanta Catholic Radio and we are um, in our hour of shelter and peace which is one of our new local programs that we have been um, airing for, gosh, a couple of months now. and um, But we are also on day one of our spring pledge drive. So we would ask you to dial in, call in and, and um, donate so that we can keep this show and other things on the air as well. So our dial-in number for you to pledge is 470-508-1160. So that's 470 470- 508-1160, or you can also hit the Donate Now button on thequestatlanta.com. And um, all of you who are fans of Funny Josh, um, please um, please go ahead, because Josh and I set a goal of having 13 folks dial in and or punch in on the Donate Now button and, and donate during this hour. Um, but for me specifically, Josh, I, God put a desire on my heart, you know, and some of this starts with a desire on your heart. You think it's from him and you're like, I think this is from you to God, but nothing's happening. Kind of like the whole, you know, Abraham and Sarah, he told Mm -hmm. them that they were going to have a child and they waited and waited and waited. And, and, um, finally we know the end of that story where Sarah took the Mm -hmm. matters into her own hands, which were not great. But he put the desire in my heart to be a mom when I was about five years old. I literally can remember being five years old and thinking, I want to be a mom someday. And um, so then I get to be about 30 years old or so. And uh, then I get to be uh, right about 30, I guess. I wasn't dating anybody. And for like the next two, two and a half years, I not even a date, not dating anybody. And what was fascinating about that time was, I had, during that waiting time, I had run into some really amazing Christians who told me, you know what, just pray, just pray and specifically pray and think about just what has God already shared with you about what you want in a, in a spouse, what's it going to be important for you in a future husband and a father to your children. And so I had begun praying and was fascinating. It was so funny was that the people around me were not so calm and patient. I even remember my parents saying, so what do you think is going to happen? And I said, well, I'm going to get married someday. And I remember my mom saying, well, are you sure? And I said, yes, I'm sure. She said, why? And I said, well, because God put that desire in my heart and he's going to fulfill the desire of my heart, not knowing I was actually quoting scripture at the time. 
And my mom, it was so cute. She said, well, I wish you could. She said, I wish I could have the faith that you do. And I said, well, I wish you could too, mom, because you're kind of driving me crazy right now. (laughs) So it was pretty funny. But I um, was praying very specifically. And I made a list. And it tells us in scripture that we can pray very specifically. And I made a list. And I had about 12 to 15 items on my list about what I wanted in a future spouse. And it is a long story. I'm not going to tell all of it right now. But essentially, um, a dear, dear friend um, who I'd known for about eight years, he and I were had been friends for eight years. We'd see, well, I say a dear friend, we see each other once or twice a year, but we always had great conversations. He called me up and asked me to um, come to a party they were having, uh, he and his roommates. And I, as we were hanging up, I asked him if he had any cute friends that he could set me up with. <laughs> pretty much a blow to a guy's ego, right? And um, and he said, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what you're looking for. And I said, oh, well, I've got a list. So I start telling him my list. And I get to about number 12 on my list. And I realize that I have described George Cleveland to the very hair on his head. <laughs> Everything on my list was actually wow. him. Um, and it was an amazing God moment. And he and I both realized it kind of at the same time. And um, it was pretty powerful. And about a year to the day of that telephone call, we were engaged. Six months later, we were married. And la- this two days ago on Monday, we just celebrated our 22nd wedding That's anniversary. Beautiful. Yeah. So God is very good. And God does answer prayers. And sometimes you have to wait for a while, though. I love that story. That's yeah. such people need to hear that. It's fantastic. Well, I can certainly relate to, you know, I think um, for me, a lot of God's best has definitely come in the waiting. And, you know, one one situation I like to to think of is I was living in Los Angeles and I came back to Atlanta briefly um, and I thought it was just for the summer. My grandfather had passed away, but I had Mm -hmm. stuff I was doing out there and I had this... You know this 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 whole big dream and ambition that I thought was going to be fulfilled in Los Angeles, and I thought this was God's will for my life. And um, you know, when and anyway, so I'm back in Atlanta, and uh, I ended up deciding to stay in Atlanta. And you know, there was some anxiety around that decision. Um, some different doors were opening up, but anyway, I was kind of like, all right, well, I guess I just got to get a place to live. So I end up reaching out to these people i think i don't know off some some website where i've you know connected with some roommates and so i found these guys and uh, i show up and everything was perfect the price was unbeatable the house was good enough you know i mean it was fantastic and at the last second before i signed the dotted lines they're christian i'm still protestant at the time before i signed you know gave him the thumbs up i was about to write the check and he asked me to lie on the rent check <laughs> you know and he it, the wow and I'm like, Wait, what? He said, yeah, just maybe at the bottom, if you write a check, just put like it's for food or something. And then it dawned on me, well, you don't want to claim it on your taxes, you oh, know? Wow. And first off, I can't imagine what kind of lunatic my accountant would have thought if he was going through my records <laughs> and like at the end of every month, why are you writing a $600 check for food at the end of every Are you, you said you had a drinking problem. I think you have an eating problem. You know, what is... So she, yeah, he wants me to do this, and I was kind of like, oh, okay. You know, I don't even think, I was just rattled. So I call a mentor of mine, and after a little, he was Catholic, and at the, after a little bit of discussion, he said, yeah, you know, I, I just think it's always better to go with integrity. Mm-hmm. So um, I passed on this, and I had to wait for months to get a new you know, place to live. So, you know, living the dream, me and, me and Mama Bear hanging ten at the house <laughs> for a few more months, and you know, but lo and behold, when I get 
and match with a roommate a second time, actually connect with this person on a random roommate site. Um, he's the worship leader at Christ the King. Wow. Uh, on you know, and that was the beginning of my journey to being with you guys here today and uh, you know, celebrating my year victory lap as a Catholic, which has been incredible. And you know, it's like you never know what's on the other end of saying. Uh, yes to God, mm-hmm. right? Even yeah. if it's just saying yes to a little bit of integrity. Yeah. So, well, I could cheat on my taxes a little bit, or <laughs> yeah. I could, you know, I could lie on this check, or, and it's like, man, sometimes God just needs like a, a crumb to turn it into a feast, right? right? I mean, right. like, what, what, what exactly what happened when Jesus fed the 5,000? Yeah. You know, just give Jesus uh, two fish and five loaves and, and, and see what happens. So, yeah. And just, and, and I love that, you know, it also makes me think of just that mustard seed of faith, right? Just yeah. a little bit of faith and he will do something great with it. Absolutely. Um, and the other thing I really appreciate about your story, Josh, is the fact that, you know, that Romans eight twenty eight verse, a lot of times people focus on the, he works all things together for good. And we're like, oh yeah, all things together for good. That's yeah. awesome. And it says for those who love God. And who are called according to his purpose. So is it his purpose in your life? So as you said before, sometimes God says no, because it's not his purpose in your life. Yeah. And sometimes he says yes, and maybe wait. And sometimes he says, uh, but there's going to be something better. You know, I don't say, I didn't say it as well as you, but, but part of that is when you love God, you're also obedient to him. You're obedient to him. So what are you doing in the waiting while you're waiting um, we we read in the scripture that the disciples, they were, if you go back and read through Acts and the ends of some of the gospels, you'll see that they were um, rejoicing. They were praising God. They were praying. Yep. You know, you were holding on to your integrity. Um, during that time that I was waiting, I didn't get married till I was almost 34 years old. I was everybody's maid of honor. I was everybody's godmother, right? I was still waiting, but I was also very... Um, focused on doing what God was calling me to do during that time in my life. I was serving in my church. I was, you know, working in my job. I wasn't going out and, you know, hitting the bars and trying to pick up guys or anything like that. You know, I was waiting with patience um, and with prayer. I was praying a lot. And um, I'm not making myself up to be a goody-goody. I'm not a goody-goody necessarily. But I think that when you do know there's something that God has got planned for you and you focus on him, he does give you that peace, that peace that comes. And I know there were a lot of other single women around me who didn't seem to have the peace. They seemed a lot, they seemed to be very anxious and very, you know, worried about it. But if we have our faith in him, that he is going to come through, then he also offers us the grace and the peace that we need while we are waiting. So I think that in some ways, that's where we are as a world right now, right? We don't know what's happening. This pandemic has created just a lot of suffering. Josh, you talked a little while ago about even while Jesus was waiting, there was still suffering going on. Yeah, You know, when Mary and Martha were waiting for Jesus to come and save their brother, and then he died, there was suffering going on. When I was single and I was watching everybody else have kids and, and just live out my dream, there was some suffering going on in my heart. You know, when you were waiting for your dreams of becoming a comedian to be fulfilled, there was probably some personal suffering that was going on as well. And we know that um, as we're waiting, so what do we do during that time? And I think that right now, you know, this pan- the way that's going on with the pandemic, a lot of us are waiting to see what's next, God, what's going on next with this? And are you here with us in the waiting? And are we waiting well? Are we waiting 
during this time where you've slowed everything down and you've taken everything off of our agendas and everything off of our schedules, are we remembering to focus on you? Are we increasing our prayer? Are we increasing our opportunities to um, dive into your word or to be taught by these amazing teachers who are offering so much for free on the internet now or through various virtual um, platforms? Are we filling ourselves with you so that when the waiting is over, we'll be prepared for whatever it is that you want yeah. us to step into, right? Whatever gift you have, whatever opportunity you have. You know, when I was single, I do remember thinking, God, I need to be using this time while I'm single to be serving and preparing myself for becoming a wife and a mom. And, you know, I do have two wonderful kids. And I remember, for example, one of the t- one thing, um, I had a friend who, she was married, she had, um, her first child was born, and her husband was out of town the first day she had to go back to work. And I, and I was single, obviously, and so I thought, you know what, I can go and I can serve her because she doesn't have anybody to be with her the first day she has to get up, get ready for work, get a child to daycare for the very first time in her life. I can go serve and I can go do that. And um, then fast forward years later, I was the one, you know, who was getting up and getting ready and figuring out how to do that. And so I got to go serve her and be there for her. But it was also preparing me for being a mom someday Mm -hmm. and being there for my kids. So what are we doing during the waiting that's going to prepare us for the time when he does walk into our lives and ask us to do something different? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that you nailed that. I mean, prayer is so important too. you know, I like to think about the, you know, during Lent, one of my things I started to do was to uh, spend an hour a day in adoration, right? And eat like later Mm -hmm. in the day. And so I do typically do mass in the morning or, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, just something about having that extra hour, even when it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that, that, that God just started to open more and more doors, even though technically I had less time, yeah. right? And every time I'd like, yeah, I'm sure I had to fight to go there, but uh, with myself, I mean, and, uh, but it's just incredible what happens, you know, I think that uh, we are who we hang out with. So if I hang out with Jesus, I become more, more <laughs> like him and I'm, you know, I'm very imperfect and need all the help I can get. So, um, yeah, you know, and I think about this. What does it say? Does it say there were 125 people in the upper room? Is that who? Yeah, like, I think that. I think that's 125. Right. Mm-hmm. Someone pointed this out to me the other day. They said, "Yeah, but over 500 people saw him." You know, and mm. so where were the rest of them? Yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, that's a pretty good point. I never, th- <laughs> I thought that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, not cool, but just interesting, right? So, like, sometimes the signs can be huge, but like faith involves consistency mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so those were the people that kind of made it at the buzzer so yeah all right i'm gonna i'm gonna make this plug now you guys are listening to 1160 a.m the quest 1160 a.m the quest that's right your life is being changed you're welcome okay <laughs> if you want to donate right now and keep this um, i mean like just come on help this amazing station thrive and spread the word of god Please call in 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or go to thequestatlanta.com. We're going for 13 donors this hour. Come on, change lives and hearts. Call in now or else I will find you. <laughs> this is Father Neil Dobliwala, a priest of the Archdiocese of Atlanta, and this is my favorite prayer, the Memorari. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. 
To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. The Quest presents A Daily Dose of Virtue with Jay Tremonti from Venture with Virtue. We make countless decisions every day. How often do you stop and ask yourself, what's the impact of this decision? Who does it affect? How is it going to affect them? There's a lot to consider when making a decision, especially an important one. And if you want that decision to flourish, there are two things to remember. First, consider the multiple dimensions to the decision you're about to make. Then approach the decision as a virtuous leader or a good steward who recognizes the gifts and resources you have been given and how they can benefit others. That last part was key. We have to take into account the human dignity of each person impacted by our decision. Will they benefit or be harmed in some way? Every decision we make has a ripple effect for eternity. Let's make those decisions flourish for good. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. Does your parish, charitable organization, or ministry have an upcoming event that you'd like to promote? Advertise it on AM 1160, the Quest Community Calendar. It's easy and there's never a fee. Just visit thequestatlanta.com, click on events, and submit your activity or event. Enhance the success of your community outreach event. Take advantage of the Quest Atlanta's complimentary community calendar and gain more exposure to the Metro Faith community. Submit your event at thequestatlanta.com today. So, you love listening to The Quest, but can't always listen live? No worries. Now with the Quest Atlanta app, you never have to miss out. Listen on demand, submit prayer requests, catch up on the latest headlines, and so much more. Available on the App Store and Google Play today. Catholic Radio, I believe, is the greatest tool for evangelization that the church has today. And I know this because we hear from people all over the world that tell us all the time they came to faith in Christ in the Catholic Church through Catholic Radio. Guy that lives right next door to you. He might not ask you about your Catholic faith, but he'll ask us. He'll call in and say, tell me about the Catholic Church. To donate, go to thequestatlanta.com. I'm Father John Klein, chaplain at Holy Spirit Prep, and you've discovered AM 1160 The Quest, where faith meets life, covering all of Metro Atlanta and beyond. Listen on air or find us online at thequestatlanta.com any time of the day. are back. My name is Josh Harris. I have the privilege of co-hosting on this incredible radio station, uh, The Quest, that has changed my life and so many others. And I want to toss the ball to our incredible producer, Annie, who has some important information she can share. Yes, we've got an update. All right. So our goal for this hour is 13 donors. We're trying to beat last hour. Or well, 9 a.m. hour that had 12 donors and met their goal. So we are sitting at five donors so far this hour. And we have Giselle F. from Atlanta, Linda D. from Sandy Springs, Barbara P. from Cumming, Ellen H. from Houston, Chuck S. from Roswell. So thank you, everyone, for your don- donations. They are greatly appreciated. And we're looking for your call now at 470-508-1160. 470-508-1160 or you can go online to thequestatlanta.com thequestatlanta.com and click the donate button and so we also have a testimonial from sue 
And she's a parishioner, it looks like at two different churches, actually, at Corpus Christi and St. John Newman. And she says, in a world filled with breaking news that highlights so much devastation and bad news, Catholic Radio helps me live in the world while keeping my eyes and heart on God the Father, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit. That's from Sue. How beautiful is that, guys? That is gorgeous. That is beautiful. And so we, Josh and I, are so excited to be able to um, share with you our mystery guest this hour. As you all know, we always have one every um, every week that we get together. But our mystery guest this week actually happens to be Carol Tearsmith. And Carol is the founder of The Quest Atlanta Radio. And you may have heard part of her um conversation with with Steph Ike this morning during the nine o'clock hour. And during that hour, Carol, you started to share with people a bit about what how God brought this radio station to Atlanta. Right. Right. And so Josh and I were talking about the waiting period. And you had told us uh, you had mentioned during the nine o'clock hour that you were a career banker for over 25 years. But even during that time, as God was kind of preparing your heart for different things, things were happening within your heart. So can you start by telling us a bit about what was happening. Sure, sure. I, I Like Mari said, I worked at a bank. I actually helped start a bank in my most recent job at, at uh, in the banking industry. And I worked there for about nine years. And uh, gosh, a couple of years before this, I just started having this sense that, is there more? Mm. And uh, so really, I used that opportunity to get more involved with my church and I really, uh, that dinner, inner dissatisfaction really led me closer to God mm. and that yearning or that call that, uh, you know, God could make a bigger difference and had a different plan for my life. Mm. So I, uh, there were some circumstances at the bank and, uh, so we made a decision that I would leave the company, but it was going to take about a year. Mm. So during that time, uh, shortly after I we set that plan in motion, I was in a Eucharistic adoration. And that's about five years ago. And while I was there, I heard the words, you heard this on the, earlier on the hour, I heard the words, feed my poor. And the words were not an audible voice, but it was a clear, strong, you know, words in my mind. So I immediately knew that God was speaking to me uh, because of the the word my in the phrase that wasn't mm-hmm. something I would think. And so um, I, I want to add also that God had never spoken to me like that before. Wow. So um, it was pretty powerful. So anyway, I, I prayed, you know, to try to pursue what God was asking me to do. I talked to priests. They just told me to keep praying and, I, and it would be clear to me. So in the meantime, I started thinking, feed my poor. What does that mean? And so I started pursuing talking to different organizations that, Mm -hmm. you know, help the materially poor. Mm -hmm. I met with uh, someone at St. Vincent de Paul in leadership there. I met with uh, Bill Garrett at Cristo Rey. I uh, got involved with an organization, Interfaith Outreach Home, which are all beautiful, beautiful ministries that um, help those in need. But as I, you know, thought about it and got involved, something still just wasn't resonating on my heart as, as something to do full time. So um, I have this dear friend that's very filled with the Holy Spirit. She mm-hmm. actually, we, we weren't as good of friends as we are today, but actually it's Mari that I'm talking about. <laughs> and so I didn't Thank really you. know her that well, but I, uh, I saw her one day when I was leaving mass and I was like, oh, that's who I need to talk to. So I walked up to Mari and I said, Mari, can you help me discern what God might be 
saying to me um, that he put on my heart. And she said, well, what was it? And I said, feed my poor. And I'm sure Mari paused for a second, probably calling on the Holy Spirit. And immediately she said, you know, Carol, it could be the spiritually poor. Mm-hmm. So, wow, I uh, that added a whole new dimension to what I was thinking. And I again, I continued to pray. And, you know, I was at the point I was getting a little frustrated. Hey, God, I'm willing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what what's the deal here? So mm-hmm. I get a call out of the blue from a man who uh, was a chairman of the board at a Catholic school. And he basically said that he needed somebody with my skills to help the school out for a period of time. So I went to work at the school. It was a beautiful school. I met so many people that were so impassionate about Catholic education. And so, but the school had some challenges. And while I was there, I learned two things. One, I had the witness of the head of school. She had an un shakable trust in God. She mm-hmm. had a beautiful dedication to the Blessed Mother, and every day she would pray a rosary, but she just forged ahead. She just knew God had this. Mm-hmm. So what a what a beautiful witness. And then the other thing I learned was everything was so hard, and I just had to turn it over to God for mm-hmm. every little task that had to be done. I needed his help. So something I should have known for a long time, I learned I can do nothing without God. Wow. Well, I got a question. So after that realization, what was the next step? I mean, we realized we have this dependence on God, and where do you go from there, right? Because it's like we—it's a combo of faith and work. So how did how did you fuse the two together? Well, I think you slow down is what you do. So I was working probably eighty hours a week at the school, and my daughter was getting ready for uh, to be married. So after I left the school and after my daughter's wedding. Suddenly one day, it was like I woke up and I was like, I think God wants me to start a Catholic radio station. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) And so... And all um, that time of praying and and just asking and asking, and then one day, he just made it crystal clear. He just... Wow. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, again, that was... that The whole process was over two and a half years. So you could see why you Mm. could start getting a little bit discouraged. I heard your story on the last hour. Yeah. Yeah. Years waiting for that perfect husband for you, Mari. That's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I think it just prepared me. Uh, Ultimately, the the head of our advisory board, I met with him, and he actually was the man that, that was the chairman of the board at the school. And so I met with him right after the station launched and we were waiting on approval from the FCC. And when I told him, you know, the two things that resonated in my mind, he just said, wow, Carol, God was preparing you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I never realized that. So that was a pretty aha, pretty big aha moment. Yeah. So while we're waiting, it's amazing what God's doing, right? God is is preparing our hearts. He's preparing our giftedness. He's He gave you so many experiences and re- new relationships with people during right. that two and a half years that you had no idea that those were seeds that he was going to then plant, that he was planting, that he was going to use for the, the glory, for his glory and for the success of the station. Exactly. And you're a prime example. You know, I barely knew you. You yeah. gave me this advice. And then, you know, we called you to come lead at the hour of prayer a few a, a month or two ago and lo and behold look what god's done yeah now we have totally this him. local show and we didn't even plan it no not at so, all yeah. yeah so anyway well um i just want to tell you there was a one thing that i think is uh, a, 
another thing. It's about trust. You know, Mm. I always say I trust God, but you know, I quiver in my boots a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And so God put an amazing person in my path, a man named Jim, and he'd started a lot of Catholic radio stations and he helped find, he actually found the radio station. Mm. Yeah. And he also would kind of mentor me until we went through the purchase. Mm -hmm. And so, um, one day, uh, as always, I'd write an email, a letter to him at the, or note to him at the end of the day, and he'd give me some guidance. Mm-hmm. And one morning, I got back a response to my email to him from the previous night, and he answered what the question I had, technical question. And then the the closing line of the the email was, "You know, Carol, this really isn't about starting Catholic Radio. This is really about Carol learning to trust God." Oh my gosh! <laughs> so. That was, uh, no one has ever said something to me that was such a spot on comment because mm-hmm. it made me come face to face with the lack of trust in my heart. Mm-hmm. And, and it took a lot of praying and a lot of visits to Adoration Chapel for me to regain my peace. Carol, you know what? Um, first of all, I just got goosebumps when you when you shared mm-hmm. that. That was amazing. Actually, but teary, it's a little hard um, just even hearing that because, you know, when I hear that, what it tells me is God wants to do great things, but at the end of the day, he loves us the most, right? So he wanted to do a great thing through you. He wanted to create this Catholic radio station, but he loves you so much that that was first and foremost in his heart and not his mind. You were right. And, and drawing you closer to him. We're going to say, we're going to use all our tissues in the box here in the station. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but that was, you know, his words there, we said, this is about Carol learning to trust. And when we trust, it's really us becoming, um, just more dependent and more, uh, just close in our relationship with God. And that's what he wanted, Carol. He wanted you. That's so he had you, but he wanted you even more. That's so beautiful. So you are listening to AM 1160, the quest Catholic radio. And, um, we do just ask you just, we ask you to trust as well. Trust us. Um, Trust this beautiful story that God has brought to fulfillment to life here with the Quest Atlanta. And there was miracle after miracle that God did to bring the station on the air. And now there have been miracle after miracles that we hear and testimonies from our listeners who've been touched by the programming here on the Quest Atlanta radio. And we invite you to be a part of that. We invite you to trust by trusting us with some of your financial resources and offering those as maybe your personal um, offering to God that he can use and to do great things. So please call and contribute and and, and give during this pledge drive. Um, the number again is 470-508-1160. That's 470-508-1160. Or you can hit the Donate Now button on thequestatlanta.com. Oh, so Carol, what else um, as you, you know, tell the story? Yeah, I go ahead, Josh, interrupt please. You, but I just, well, just wanted to share is, you know, the importance of this radio station for me. I mean, as a first year Catholic, right? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I still got my, my rookie's card is still in print, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it's been a great year. And, you know, I think the cool thing I've noticed is this has really accelerated my growth as mm. a Catholic and as a Christian. Um, and deepen my faith so much. I mean, I, I get in the car and I turn on the radio. It's just like mobile catechesis, right? So it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing and it's taken me so far. I mean, I, you know, I, I, and I just love that they are broadcasting, in my opinion, the, the, the 
best that Catholicism today has to offer. I especially love the journey home and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like going on an adventure and listening to different people's testimonies. Uh, so it's, it's meant a lot to me and, and, you know, even not beyond just a spiritual, um, acceleration, you know, it's really helped in practical ministry as well. I mean, it's, is probably the only, at least the only radio station I've come across on, uh, the FM slash AM dial that broadcasts any pro-life news. Right. Mm -hmm. And that has greatly increased my ministry in that regards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've gotten to see and even be a part of, you know, um, life-saving outreach in the pro-life community. And I just know that, you know, as a result of the incredible, uh, programming that this station broadcasts, it has played such a crucial part in, in that, uh, area of my life. So it's a big, you know, a thanks to you guys, but, um, you know, also, uh, um, opportunity as well for our for our list, listeners to help continue to evangelize people through just making a quick donation you know as it has certainly been uh, left such an eternal thumbprint on my heart mm. that's wow. beautiful that's beautiful thanks josh yeah wow well you know i i told you that really this is all the holy spirit uh, i said last hour you know he's just put everybody in the path uh to give us advice and to lead lead our direction and just just within the last two weeks, you know, we were trying to, we, we had a board meeting, we were talking about, you know, we missed our pledge drive. What, what were we going to do in our, right? Because we were supposed to have one right as the coronavirus started. Right. And we had to cancel. I know I was supposed to be a host. I think Josh, you might've been as well. I was all excited. I'd interviewed people and prepped and gotten ready for it. Right. And And then then I was performing on a cruise ship and I got (laughs) off and then people were like, you're definitely not coming to this station. I mean, yeah, they didn't necessarily say it like that, but it was like I was supposed to come in and host. And then before it was rescheduled, the the call was, why don't you just call in? That'll be good. You know, you can just call in and uh, it was either that or coming in bubble wrap. But I think that, uh, yeah, I called in. No, actually, no, because it didn't happen. So here we we are right now. Right. But uh, it was an interesting time. Yeah, so we were all queued up, ready, and then it had it totally disappeared, like so many things in people's lives, it disappeared. So yeah, so Carol, then you guys started. So yeah, so we we started, you know, praying about it, trying to say, well, what do we do? And so uh, after that meeting with the um, with with our board meeting, uh, two other people unsolicited, you know, gave us unsolicited advice. Uh, One was a one of our prayer intercessors said, you need to have a, a pledge drive before the end of the month. Wow. And then another man called in. And called, left Steph a message at like 5 a.m. one morning wow. and said, you need to have a pledge drive before the end of May. So, lo and behold, Steph and I started scheduling a pledge drive. And in fact, Annie was on vacation. <laughs> so. <laughs> Back. Yeah, yeah really Annie's nice never going on too. vacation. Yeah, You're never no. going on vacation no, again, are you? That's Annie? right. No. She was no. she was a little overwhelmed when she came back last week, and we said we were having mm. a split uh, a pledge drive this week. But you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to do what God's asking us to do, and so we just go with the Spirit. And so, you know, this is where we are. That's that's canceled, and you know, we did not raise. We were trying to raise over a hundred thousand dollars back in March, and so mm. we've we've just continued mm-hmm. to tighten our belts and mm-hmm. move on but um and we've had some people that have stepped up and gave us a donation even though we didn't have the pledge drive praise mm-hmm. be to god mm-hmm. but 
so now we're here trying to trying to raise money to cover the operating expenses for the next four months till we can have hopefully a full-fledged uh, pledge drive. And uh, we've got, we're trying to raise, really, we need $100,000, but yeah. we, we're, we're surrendering it to God, whatever mm-hmm. God wants. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we know that you, the listeners on the other end of the phone, are going to step up and, and deliver that. And so we are, we are confident that uh, it may not be 100000 it might be less than 100000 but we're asking everyone who's uh, listening to, to be a part of this. And um, really, our mission is to... Uh, bring souls to Christ. Mm-hmm. Our vision is we want to bring a million souls to Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, we even live in a broken world and so many people are looking in all the wrong places for things. And yeah. so as, as Josh and Mari have said, this is really the answer for so many people. Mm-hmm. And so you've got an opportunity to be a part of it. If you'll just pick up the phone and dial 470-508-1160 and you can be a part of it and you can help bring somebody to Christ you may even be help save their soul and when you get to heaven God's going to say or they're going to be there and they're going to thank you and yeah. welcome you into the kingdom so um you know it's exciting we've got two new these two new local programs that have been so well received again we didn't envision any of this mm-hmm. God's making it happen and so uh we hope we hope you'll step up and make this happen today by making uh a generous donation. We're only yeah. four away from our goal this hour, so we need you to four. call. Wow. Yep, only four, and we've got like five minutes left. Come so come on, on guys. Get on it. 470-508-1160. Or you can go to thequestatlanta.com. That's 470-508-1160. And we want to say thanks to Giselle, Linda, Barbara, Ellen, Chuck, Stephen, Patricia P, Scott M, Jeffrey G, all of you for donating this hour. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right. And if you are a business owner, we need, we need your help, too. We have a great business underwriting program. And if you love the Quest, you love Catholic Radio, and you want to promote your business on air, you need to call us because we have a special offer, a promotion going on right now during this pledge drive. Also, you could become a station guardian. Guardians give leadership gifts, uh, $100 a month or more. And this group of people are really the protectors of our mission. They make Mm. this mission possible to cover those monthly operating expenses. So make the quest a part of your Catholic legacy with a leadership gift by becoming a station guardian. And of course, we always have monthly donors. You know, you can give any amount on a monthly basis, $25. You can be a dollar a day club member, or you can even give a one-time gift of um, as well. But people that are in these monthly giving categories or anyone that makes a donation of $200 or more, they're going to uh, receive a holy water font. You can be a holy family holy water font or a Holy Spirit. Mm. And I personally had the Holy Spirit water font. And I never had a water font in my home until the last month. But it's really pretty incredible. Blessing the, with holy water, you know, each morning and evening as I leave my room. You know, additionally, all the new station guardians who contribute $100 or more a month will receive a beautiful rosary that can't be found anywhere but on this pledge drive. These rosaries are not only beautiful, but they've been touched to a piece of the actual cross of Jesus Christ, a true relic, Mm. and also to the relics of two of your favorite saints. So we only have 10 of these rosaries, and so don't miss out. You'll really don't want to 
miss this opportunity. Wow. So, Gotta get those donations in early, you know? Right. And we just need three more to hit our goal this oh, hour. There. So we're getting there. Yeah. Come on, guys. Help us hit that goal so we can ring that bell at 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. 470-508-1160. That is wonderful. Yeah, join the party, man. <laughs> join the party. Join the party. Here's the if you if we get to fourteen, I'm giving the fourteenth donor a hot stone massage. I'm just kidding. That'd be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just coming up. You guys need to donate quick because Josh is coming up with all kinds of things on the fly. Exactly, you know, and it's going to get creed. yeah, it's going to get it's going to get more censored. Awkward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. when he gets creative, you just got to watch out. We just need two more donations. Two more. I told. Yep. Hey, the there. massage. Maybe yep, it worked. I'm it. just kidding. That's, so we're going for 13, right, Annie? Yep, so definitely. don't worry, 14th person, don't worry. We're not going to sick Josh on you. So we need just 13. 13 is great. But if you want to do more, that's wonderful as well. Yeah, so it is wonderful to hear those stories. And, you know, the other thing is, remember, you can also pledge in honor of somebody. Awesome. So, yeah, so if you're praying, one of the things that I loved about the story that Carol shared with us is how many of our listeners are such amazing prayer warriors. I mean, I'm thinking that that guy who called Steph at 5 a.m., God must have woken him yeah. up or he was already up on his knees That's praying, really cool. you know, praying for our station. So please, listeners, if you can't donate today, pray for us, pray for us, because God hears that, too. Absolutely. And the Holy Spirit moves with your prayers. Definitely. Just as Carol's story has just shared. So um, so if you'd like to pledge in honor of somebody, maybe in honor of somebody whose soul you want saved, maybe somebody who's fallen away from their faith. Yeah. Um, and you just want to pledge in their honor and. Um, glorify God in the process of doing that, you can do that too. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I love when I, if I can remember, I was going to a confession one time and, and the priest there said something. And I was resentful at a particular person who I see quite often. And he said, you know, Josh, I think that whenever you say a rosary, because I say it uh, daily, he said, I think you should offer that rosary up to them every single time. Oh, wow, that's that's really, yeah, it's great and very practical. But I think similarly, we can offer other things up. I mean, you offer mm-hmm. up your donation to someone you care about, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you offer up your prayers to this station. I mean, I think it all um, reaps fruit in, in the, um, you know, eternal thumbprint of God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yes, yeah. throw it in. How, where are we at? Do we need one? What? We need two more. We still need yep. Two you more. know, um, why don't we go ahead and pray? We're talking about prayer, and Let's we always it. do pray. And Carol, would you bless us and um, bless uh, you know our listeners just with the gift of, of prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the quest. We thank you for the miracles that have been already uh, you've delivered through this radio station, Lord. We just uh, lift up to you all of our listeners and all their needs, you know, we know that you hold them all in your in your arms and just just guide them and give them your comfort and your peace the the peace that comes from nowhere else and dear lord we just um we just thank you for this hour we just uh thank you for your holy spirit who will celebrate in a special way this uh in a few days on pentecost um just enliven all of our hearts that we may glorify you um through the work and the things that you ask us to accomplish. 
In your son's precious name, Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much, Carol. And Josh and I will be back tomorrow and Friday on the Pledge Drive. So we're so glad to see you again. And as Carol said, we've got Pentecost coming back. So next week's show, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we have five minutes, right? So is it... Nope, we've got like... No, not technically, but if someone, if they jump in within five minutes, we count that. Okay, Okay. yeah, and no donations too small. Just keep that in mind. Or big. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, that's right. But we'll be back with more after the Angelus. Stay tuned.